Once again, we're finally going to convince Hollywood to show us the money. Welcome everyone to Rebooted! Rebooted, The podcast where we are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. We're talking about 1996's iconic Jerry Maguire starring Tom Cruise, Renee Zellweger, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jay Moore, and Bonnie Hunt. You might have been too young to remember this. But Show Me the Money was a thing for so long in the 90s. It was 1996's Wet and Gushy. You know what I'm saying? It was just everywhere. Gosh. The the phrase Wet and Gushy is more obscene than the actual title of the song. I I only wrote that. (laughs) I need that to stop. I only wrote that just to hear your reaction. I, I had to see it for myself. I knew it was I knew it was gonna be upsetting for you. Yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you? It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just wanna make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Jerry, you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder! Show me the money! That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit! Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! You know, it's kind of a tragedy that this movie is is kind of remembered for its worst moments between the show me the money and the you complete me exists a pretty fun and entertaining movie. When I say their worst moments, I just mean like the cliche, the moments that we're so popular, they're now cliches, right? Yeah. And th- yeah, that's the thing is like, I, there's some great, that's, I had trouble picking clips for this movie because I was like, I feel like the, the most quotable moments really are not the best moments of this movie. And there are some great like acting moments that are kind of tucked into what has become a cliche. Yeah. I, and we'll talk about Tom Cruise in this, but like, this is a really well acted movie. Um, mm-hmm. really, really well-acted movie. Um, yeah. Surprising that, you know, 20-some years later, it's still, like... I was I was fully expecting to just be like, wow, this is, like, complete dribble. This is, like, American Beauty-level awful. Yeah. And it, it, and I was I was glad that it wasn't like that. Um, welcome, everybody, to Rebooted. I am Brian Flynn. With me, as always, is Kenneth Trench. You're, t- you're masters of movie reboots. Uh, a new a new moniker that I'm giving us. <laughs> who else is doing this? No one else, guys. Um, until the ringer gets wind of it and just starts stealing all of our ideas. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, number one on the docket today. Knight Rider reboot will bring Kit to the big screen for the first time. You guys remember Knight Rider, right? It's not just a Busta Rhymes hook. The feature film adaptation of Knight Riders in the works, which will mark the first time the franchise has landed on the big screen. Um, According to Deadline, the new take on Knight Rider will still contain its anti-establishment motifs, 
while also modernizing the franchise for the present day. For those youngsters who do not know what this is, <laughs> Knight Rider was an 80s cop show, mm-hmm. crime-fighting show, where David Hasselhoff drove a car called Kit, voiced by uh, the principal from Boy Meets World. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney, thank you. Um, so it's coming uh, to the big screen thanks to Justin Lin. Uh, big we name, love it. Big name for a sort of long-standing property. I, um, Great I choice have, for a, ca- a car-based film, essentially. <laughs> yeah. If there's a car that needs to go fast, get Justin Lin or Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, preferably Justin Lin. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, for, a car, I love a car-based movie. <laughs> you can catch me at the theater for cars going fast. You know? Um, so your favorite franchise is the Cars franchise? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're, you're, you're big into John Lasseter's Cars? Very specifically, animated Cars. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, this is one of those things where I'm like, theoretically, I think this is a good idea. And honestly, I'd love to see a, a tricked out version of Kit that's very modern. Maybe like those like upgrade cars that like drive themselves and... You saw Upgrade, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a futuristic self-driving car, sort of like... Yeah, like maybe we like really take Kit into the next generation. But yeah, I don't know. I could also see this being one of those like RoboCop, Judge Dredd kind of movies where I think people were like, ooh, cool property, bringing it into a modern age. And it just kind of falls flat. Hey, now. Hey, now. 2000... 2012's Dread was a phenomenal movie. Okay. Um, but I know what you mean, like the RoboCop remake of like, let's make it like edgy and dark. Mm-hmm. And hire Joel Kinnaman. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on my <laughs> very personal <laughs> Your vendetta. vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original kit was a 1982 Pontiac Trans Am. That, is like, that to me is like classic, guy, like 80s guy muscle car um i don't know what it would be today i I honestly have no it's gonna be a tesla that's the thing i'm like okay so like movies with famous cars like i always felt like if they ever remade back to the future it would be like a tesla Mm -hmm. right like because i feel like tesla and delorean are kind of like they're weird brands of cars that are popping up in like a bubble being different and their owners are coked out weirdos right like yeah (laughs) It's a little experimental. It might fall completely flat in the next <laughs> yeah. three years and nobody will ever, ever buy a Tesla again. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's not like a RoboCop thing or like a um, total recall kind of yeah. thing. Um, What's next? What do we got oh, next? Next we have uh, Zac Efron has been cast in the Three Men and a Baby remake for Disney+. Plus. Gordon Gray, who last made the Ben Affleck starring drama The Way Back, is producing. Um, They're currently searching for a director, but they've already attached a huge name. Who do we think, it doesn't say, I don't think, who do we think um, Zac Efron is playing? Is he he Tom Selleck? Is he Ted Danson? Is he the Goot? I don't think he's the Goot. I think he would be, I think he's Ted Danson's character. I see him as the I see him as Ted Danson. I agree. 
Um, fans of this podcast know that we did this movie a while back. New people to this podcast, check out episode 61. We talked about this amazing film and how it should definitely be remade. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us picked Zac Efron. No. Um, our choices were pretty disparate, but I, I don't think any of us thought that a 32-year-old actor should be in a remake of Three Men and a Baby just because like the whole premise is that these are like slightly older, early 40s, late 30s guys like mm-hmm. just kind of like I almost uh, <laughs> trying to think of a, another way of saying that they got around. They, they just <laughs> slept around. They're loose men. Can we say that instead of loose women? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pot of macaroni, they got around. You know what I'm saying, guys? Stop talking about it. <laughs> what do you think of Mr. Efron here? Um, the thing is, I recently feel like I became a little disenchanted with him because I watched a few episodes of his Netflix travel show, mm-hmm. and it wasn't great. He's not a great host, but I like Zac Efron as a comedic actor. Like, I think... Honestly, the project makes sense for him. I don't think I would have made this choice, but I'm I'm into it. He's he can be very charming, very funny. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, um, I agree with it. Like this, he wouldn't be my first choice for this property, but I do enjoy watching him in a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just bummed that they didn't take our idea. Like it's almost now a yeah. point of pride where it's like, if you're going to remake the property, make it how we told you to make it. Like we get you yeah. left you instructions and you didn't follow them. Yeah. The we, daughter is grown. Get all three back. All three of these guys would be willing yeah. to do this. The baby is now a mother of her own and she's got a baby. Like just what are we doing? We want to see, we want to see these three guys again because I think yeah. it's like, it'd be, it would be a nice sort of twilight bookend. Now there's no story information, but so maybe there's some kind of, maybe Zach Afron's like the daughter's boyfriend or something. I don't know. Ooh. Like, Three men and the son-in-law or something, but I don't know. That was my only take. I, I'm going to watch it. I think everyone's going to watch this. I think Zac Efron is what almost Zac, a household name at this point. What if Zac Efron plays Ted Bundy in Three, 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 <laughs> men, and three men and a Bundy? Holy shit. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is. I would watch it. Of course I would watch it. Three men and a bunny. And they all are going out like picking up women and somehow Ted's women are all just ending up dead. And they're like, what's going on here? He's like, I don't know. Just have the worst luck with women. I love that. I'm going to have to make another poster because I made one for the for our three scars guards and a SARS guard idea. <laughs> now we need three men and a Bundy. And you need one for uh, four Chris's. Or or little Chris's. It's the four Chris Chris the four famous Chris's doing little women. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh, that was so long ago that so we long talked ago. about that. I, little Chris's. <laughs> oh god. Weirdly weirdly their parents are still Laura Dern and Bob Odenberg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's little Chris's. He's like, My little Chris's, I'm back from the war. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, good times. All right. You ready to talk about this movie? Yeah, let's do it. Guys, this is a reboot of Jerry Maguire. My daddy worked for United Way for 38 years. You know what he said when he retired? He said, I wish they'd given me a more comfortable chair. 
Wait, wait, wait. Eight years, he said. And then my dad died. My mom took me to the zoo, and I loved the zoo. And then there were humans. No, wait, wait, because I, I want to tell you more about my dad. When... No, let's go to the zoo. <sighs> okay, okay, I'm nodding you, you're right. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just my whole life I've been trying to talk. I mean, really talk. No one wants to listen to me. You know that feeling? You, they just look at you. They just Let's really... go right now. Let's go to the zoo. Ray, the zoo? You know, the fucking zoo's closed, right? <laughs> you said fuck. Yeah, I did. I, uh... Is that... I won't tell. Well, then I'm going to have to take you to the zoo. First off... Jonathan Lipnicki was the cutest child. Oh my gosh. Um, and thank you for not forcing us to pick a replacement for him because I really didn't want to fill my Google searches with child actors under eight or like cute kid actors and end Here's up on the- some kind of list. <laughs> Here's the thing is that it's so perfect. Like I could have watched three hours of just Jerry and Ray talking to each other about anything. I vote that in the remake of this movie, it is just a hologram of Jonathan Lipnicki <laughs> doing the same performance. Is that crazy? I don't think so. Like, did you read the trivia that like there was no dialogue for that scene or the scene where they're like talking about the let's go to the zoo? And you can you can tell because of how genuine Tom Cruise's reactions are to him. Like you can tell when he's like the human head weighs eight pounds <laughs> that he is so charmed by him that it's like it's natural he's not like acting laughing he's laughing and i think that's really endearing it was really well done i think it's really hard to get that kind of like charm out of a kid act i mean people loved loved jonathan lipnicki in this for really good reasons i think that's why this movie did so well they're like even if you hate the the Rod Tilwell storyline, if you if you hate Jerry Maguire's whole persona and everything he wants, even if you find like Renee Zellweger to be whatever, whatever, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki will charm you to no end, and like you know, it, he settles you into this thing where you're just like, God, like what a cute kid, and like what a great family this would be for Jerry if Jerry only realizes how stupid he is, blah blah blah. But oh my gosh, the first time that he like comes over and leaves and Ray's like, give me a hug. Oh, <laughs> I, I died a little. Like, I know. I, I like the like, first time he sees him, he's like, hi, Jerry. And he like oh, walks right up to him. Oh, man. It's so, it's so perfect. Because you can tell it's one of those very natural. Like, he, he didn't learn how to do what he's doing. He is yeah. just, he's doing it. He's nailing it. Um, Jerry Maguire star, uh, directed by Cameron Crowe. Direct, uh, Jerry Maguire is directed by Cameron Crowe, director of such movies as Almost Famous and Vanilla Sky. Um, Do we like Cameron Crowe movies? I feel like he either hits you right in the feels or you think he's like the cheesiest filmmaker. I think I like Cameron Crowe. And then I think about maybe some of his misses and I'm like, okay, I I, I like the Cameron Crowe movies I like. Like (laughs) Always Famous is tremendous and like Vanilla Sky is like, what are we doing here? I even right? throw, and I know this is an emotional connection, but I even throw a bone to Elizabethtown. Oh, oh yeah, you love you. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's a movie starring Orlando Bloom about <laughs> Kentucky. I'm aware that that is my very specific wheelhouse, 
but it's very charming. It was almost like you were born to watch that movie. Not oh. that the movie was made for you. Imagine being young me in high school and the actual, who I thought was the actual love of my life being in the state I'm in. Like, imagine being inside of my body. Too much, too much. Um, Jerry Maguire stars Tom Cruise as the titular Jerry Maguire, Renee Zellweger as his assistant, Dorothy Boyd, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, playing his in his Oscar award-winning role as Rod Tidwell, Jay Moore as Bob Sugar, Bonnie Hunt as Laurel Boyd. Uh, shout out to Regina King, who played Macy Tidwell. He, uh, she's so good in this, but she didn't make yeah. the cut. And also, RIP to... Kelly Preston, who played oh, yeah. Amber, Jerry's girlfriend. In the, Avery. Avery, in the beginning of the movie. Um, she also was not, uh, did not make the list. Um, I kind of felt like this movie was really trying to underline how every woman really, really needs a man to fulfill her life. Did you feel that way? <laughs> that was my one knock on it. Like, anytime, anytime Dorothy looks at Jerry, it's like, if only this man could see me and pick me, then I would be fulfilled. Yeah, I, I, but what's interesting is I think I didn't, I didn't count those moments against it too much because there is a real emotional intelligence to the way that the characters are written and that I feel like I'm, I'm seeing Dorothy's situation and I'm understanding where she's coming from. She's a widow. She has a young child. She... Yeah is living with her divorced sister. Like her circumstances just like, I feel like it's not, she desperately wants a relationship. And I think she sees the project that Jerry is, but also like in her big speech where she kind of tells him like, I think part of this is my fault. Like there's, there's a genuineness Mm -hmm. to that of her being like, I get it. I get that. I fell really hard, really fast. And I didn't think about like who you were and where we were at. Like, I, I feel like I'm I'm go along with that journey in a way that I'm like, that's kind of smart because it's not just her consistently wishing and hoping and, and trying to convince him to be better. No, he comes to that conclusion on his own. But I see what you're saying where like there is a lot of... It's a lot that, of pining and a lot of longing yeah. looks. Yeah. I think I'm just bumping on it because it's like Jerry, it's to rewatching it, it seems like he's, he was designed to be a character that like he... he he only dates the hottest women. He dates a mm-hmm. lot of women and he never like commits to any of them. It's sort of like a Don Draper-esque, like women gravitate towards him. He just is mm-hmm. like na- naturally charismatic. He looks like Tom Cruise. Um, and Dorothy, because he is Tom Cruise. Because he is Tom Cruise. <laughs> and Dorothy is like a, a struggling, you know, trying to keep her head above water, single, a young single mother. So she's not going to be a lot of those like manic pixie dream girl type tropes like she she would want this guy like she Mm -hmm. deserves this guy like she's you know so i get that it was just like there's there's something i think is more in the shots of Mm. being like she really wanted jerry yeah uh to a fault um all right let's talk about tom cruise because um let's do it tom cruise lost out on this Oscar nominate, he he was also nominated for an Oscar. I think Renee mm-hmm. Zellweger was already. This was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Screenplay, but not Best Director. Weirdly, um, I think it's like one of three movies that was nominated for Best Picture but not Best Director. Um, he lost out on his Oscar to Jeffrey Rush and Shine, and I've never seen Shine, but it, either Jeffrey Rush must have fucking turned into a different person because. <laughs> I thought Tom Cruise nailed this part. 
oh, yeah. nailed this part. And that's really all I have to say. I, I guess I what I'm saying is I like Tom Cruise movies. It's weird. Like Yeah. It's it's hard because I'm always of two minds because I, I have a very I just have strong feelings about the Church of Scientology. <laughs> um Really? But, Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's the big deal, huh? This is the hottest take I've ever heard, Kenna. <laughs> um, but he is good. He is watchable. He is a movie star. He is everything. And by all accounts, he is one of the nicest people in Hollywood. I know. And so you find yourself, like, I found myself being so charmed by him. I was like, I get it. Like, if Tom Cruise wasn't attractive enough... He's like having these scenes with these with this kid where he's like, I, I, I mean, maybe this is partially why I just don't fall fault Dorothy with any of this, because I think if I saw Tom Cruise with my son and they seem to like <laughs> each other so much, I would be like, take me away. <laughs> but tonight, our little project, our company had a very big night. A very, very. Big night. But it wasn't complete. It wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete. Because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice. Or laugh about it with you. I'm just I miss my wife. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Should I go first? You go first this time. Okay. Uh, I picked Brandon Fraser. You took away the mummy. So we're taking this back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was about to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> There's no, no, no. As much as I have rekindled my love for Brandon Fraser, he, no. Uh, I want an actor who you could look at and you could immediately think that he's like a douche, but in reality, he's really nice and level-headed. Mm-hmm. And I think this actor is now showing a lot of cool new range of talents as hopefully he continues. And I wrote this note before the news of three men and a baby, I picked Zac <gasps> Efron. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I've only yeah. heard good stories about Zac Efron too. Like, yeah. uh, even though Tom Cruise is part of this weird cult, um, he's also apparently one of the nicest people. I think that, you know... The parallels between these two guys, I think obviously Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise is a megastar, but I think Zac Efron can, like, he's a shoo-in for this exact yeah. character. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. as far as, like, as far as um, this sort of, like, I don't know, breed of actor, Zac Efron fits this really well like you need the hot shot kind of guy who you find out has a heart of gold and yeah i mean i'm i i'm interested in this for sure to see him do this i think he's great i think there's something this is a weird thing that i was also thinking like i know zach efron knows sports and i I don't know why (laughs) but that to me was like really important to be jerry Maguire. like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it was like something about authenticity to me, like rang true with him in this. And um, by all accounts, he should be a psychopath, right? Yeah. Like by oh, yeah. all accounts, but he's not like you, like, I don't know if you ever watched the show hot ones, but he did a hot ones and he just really was like really impressed with the interviewer. And he answered all the questions and he seemed like he was like, you know, engaged and I don't know what it is. I think, 
I think I just like this guy. <laughs> he yeah. just he doesn't seem like he's a monster. And on on a talent level, he is such a good romantic lead. He just really yeah. is. Because he is that guy that you look at and you're like, out of my league. Well, maybe you don't think Not that. out of my league. I think he and I are about the same league. Like he has that he has that sort of like actor look where you're like, oh yeah, no. But then like when like I I I get that, but then you have one conversation with him and you're like, oh no, like he's not this like larger than life douchebag. Like he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, also, I really loved how much the men in this movie cried, and so I feel like I would really enjoy a crying Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. <laughs> I just love watching men cry. I love to know that you're in touch with your um, with your emotions like that. Um, uh, okay, so for my Jerry Maguire, I also was like, who do who am I picking? Who is that sort of hot shot? deal making guy who by the end of the movie we have such a connection with that we know we just know his heart a little better mm-hmm. um and so mm-hmm. i picked someone who i just genuinely really believe in and who i would love to watch star in this movie i picked dev patel oh very interesting i like dev patel dev patel i i'm his next movie is one of the casualties of 2020. I really wanted to see The Green Knight. The Green Knight. Oh, yes. That looks so good. Oh, yes. Um, I'm going to ask you the accent question. Is he British or is he American? Either or. I Either mean, or. I, I don't mean, know why, but I feel like Jerry is wholly American. Um, I feel like considering how international the marketplace is. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think I think it's I think doing an American accent it'll yeah. be it'll be fine. No, but I think that's interesting. Like I see Dev Patel as more of like an underdog, mm-hmm. and so because maybe because of Slumdog Millionaire, but like taking a role that's just like sleazy or not. He's like Jerry's never sleazy. Yeah. He's just like vapid and and he's experiencing like an emptiness in his in his soul basically. Mm-hmm. And he knows that his life is just like choices that other people tell him that he should make and then things he should enjoy or, you know. Um, So to watch Dev Patel start that way, I think is what's most interesting to me. To have Mm -hmm. him start as like early Jerry, who's like slick and polished and then watch him kind of form into a more self-aware Jerry would be really, really interesting. So yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Um, Dorothy Boyd. What do we think of old Dorothy, old Dottie? Um, I, I kind of I gave my little spiel on Dorothy. I, I liked everything about her except the fact that she seemed to have willed Jerry's love into existence. <laughs> um, I wish that there, I, I, I wish that she had played a little, I, I was a little more subtle in her sort of like attraction to him. Um, what I did like about her is that like, they handled the sort of work personal relationship stuff in a way that aged well. Like it didn't feel creepy in 2020 that they like slept together as like work partners. Mm -hmm. Um, And the awkwardness after that really helped sort of drive the movie further along, like where she just like declares her love for him, like the next morning and then they begin like a six month, like awkward, very stiff and like unloving courtship until they get married. It was like really interesting to watch. And like by all accounts, he should not have married her at all. 
And I wonder if they like stayed together after this movie. I was wondering like, does this movie end with them together for years to come? But I think or that's Or does he just like, I love her now and that could change, but I need to love her now and be in this moment with her. But I think that's the interesting thing about their love story is that I think he does love her, but he does not know how to be in a healthy relationship. And he's like consistently receiving good wisdom in that respect. Like, like Rod is like, Hey, yeah, you're dealing with a woman who has a kid and has a lot of like stuff going on in her life. And she needs you to be there and she needs to know what you're feeling. And she needs to know what's going on with you. Like, it's it because like the journey I think is not that like because it almost feels like the longing for her is him being or is her being like yes come to me I'm gonna make this work but I feel like it's more just like her realizing that there is a spark there but it needs to be fanned into a flame it's not instant because for him the instantaneous thing is friendship right and he needs to work on intimacy. That's what everybody keeps telling mm-hmm. him. And I think it's him slowly letting down his walls to find true intimacy with her. And so I think they do stay together. I think it is real in the end. But they're very, like, it's honestly like a really cool moment when Dorothy is like, hey, I think this isn't working because from her end, she does want it to work so bad, but she's willing to let him go to just be like, hey, if you got to work on your stuff, then we need to separate. I took advantage of you. And the worst of it is that I'm not alone. I did this with a kid. I was just on some wild ride where I thought that, that I was in love enough for both of us. I pretended that proposal by the car was real. And it might have just been a hypothetical. I did this. And at least I can do something about it now. Um, okay, who's t- is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for my um, Dorothy, I picked an actress I really love and one who I think can do the sort of like single mother a little bit down and out, but slowly kind of climbs her way up um, in her own respect yeah picked R- riley keogh Ooh, dana will be very excited she's very good i i i really she's like her good. and it's shocking to me that she's not a little bit more f- famous if that is okay to say she's just in a lot of stuff what did i watch what <laughs> you know i'm a big riverhead guy she just showed up in riverhead riverhead riverhead, riverhead. <laughs> You're a big riverhead. I'm a big Cole Sprouse fan, and I had Jughead on the brain. Um, (laughs) But she just showed up in an episode of Riverdale. One episode, which was the episode that uh, Archie gets attacked by a bear, which is the funniest episode What? The The show is insane. Dude, it's the funniest fucking thing. Uh, Under the Silver Lake, I hated that movie. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, uh, what is she up to lately? That's what I want. The Lodge? Oh, The Lodge. Oh, also, she's going to be in um, uh, uh, the Z- Zola movie. Zola. That movie about the... It's like an A24 movie about that Twitter thread from like 2015. What? Did you not read about this? They optioned... They a stripper optioned, named Zola embarks on a wild road trip to Florida. 
Yeah, you can read the whole story. She tweeted about it. It's like 150 separate tweets about this story of her going, of this woman named Zola going with this woman to Florida to uh, to strip at a club. <laughs> and it is truly insane. Oh, shit. Can't wait. It. Can't wait to see the movie. Um, I think that's a great pick. I think Riley Keough is a phenomenal actress. I agree with you. Like, why is she not a bigger, splashier name? When I was just looking at her IMDb, it just sort of seems like she's picking more out-of-the-box stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, she's um, a little more indie. Yeah, um, great pick. I I went with... Um, I was I I wanted to pick an older actress, and by older I sort of in the same range as like Riley Keough is because I think Riley Keough is what she's thirty thirty yeah um I kept thinking I kept finding actresses that were like thirty six thirty five and I was like it's apparently very important that Dorothy is like twenty six like she said from the clip like I'm the oldest twenty six year old like mm-hmm. so I guess it's like there's some aspect to her character that it's like a woman whose youth was kind of uh. I mean, not handicapped, but like, you know, stunted in a bit. In a She's way. already she... experienced so much life. Yes. Um, I picked Shailene Woodley mm. because I've never picked her, weirdly. That's good. Um, and I know how awful the Divergent series was, but she's very talented. <laughs> she is very... She, it, it, on the topic of many of the people who ended up in those weird teen series actually being legitimate actors she counts (laughs) um and i just thought that like maybe this becomes her oscar bait movie because like after big little lies i'm thinking like you know she could start doing she she could start going down like emma stone route and being like Mm -hmm. you know this could be her la la land or something like that i don't know yeah that's what i picked not a i don't know not as splashy as riley keogh but thank you no i think she is really splashy because she is that sort of like unexpected She's that unexpected good actress, maybe, that like might seem very low-key, but I think would give a great performance. Yeah, I love that. Thank Thank you. You're welcome. Let's move on to Rod Tidwell, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., who won an Oscar for this movie and then proceeded to star in Snow Dogs. Yes. Um, and his career has not gotten better since. I guess he was in People vs. OJ or that OJ special. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's currently uh, not doing great. Um, I do have a really funny Cuba Gooding Jr. story. Again, another sort of LA name drop thing. But um, I, w- I, was, I was living on the west side and a group of my friends decided to go to this bar it was like this little bar on Wilshire. It was like a jazz bar or something. It's called Angel something. I don't think it was called Angel Flight, but maybe it was. And I am pretty intoxicated, <laughs> like pretty okay. out of my mind. And I look over and I'm with like a group of like 10 people, like a big kind of party. I think it was someone's birthday. And we look over and Cuba Gooding Jr. is there with like two women that are definitely not his wife. <laughs> and I am just hammered enough that I go over to him and I'm like, Cuba, I love you. I love a few good men. I love Jerry Maguire. Can I get a photo with you? And he's like, you can absolutely get a photo with me. And he takes a photo with me and we're, he's (laughs) smashed. And I look at this photo. I see this photo like 
I have it somewhere and we're both drunk as shit. And he's, he's wearing his like little hat and we look great. And then like five <laughs> minutes later, a friend of mine decides that he's going to ask Cuba again. And this particular friend can be a little bristling. And so he goes, I think he's just like, hey, photo? <laughs> just, that's all he says. Oh, no. And Cuba's like, get the fuck away from me, dog. Like, <laughs> You're so, not a real fan. Yeah. Um, I, look, I know that he's currently in a lot of hot water, but he was very nice to me and uh, gave my friend the cold shoulder, which is I really appreciated because I, I, I was the only one who got a photo with him. So um, that's like, it. I, I like Cuba Gooding Jr. in this role. Honestly, I'm not sure if it was Oscar worthy, but... I, I think he's great at it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think he is just as good as Tom Cruise. So why mm-hmm. didn't Tom Cruise win? Uh, is it just the field was a lot harder for Tom Cruise to win? Um, Has Tom Cruise ever won a major award? He's won a Golden Globe, but I don't think he's ever won. Wow, you do that off the top of your head. Well, because I looked up the... I looked up the <laughs> He won a Golden Globe for Best Actor for this movie. Oh, okay. That's okay. why I know it. I'm yeah. not just like memorizing the award. He won like Scientology's top <laughs> Zendar Ascension <laughs> Award. He won David Miscavige's Best Friend Award. <laughs> um, um, it was very, I'll say this, like I, I agree with you and that like, I don't know if this performance was Oscar worthy, but it was very hard to recast this role because he is... Mm-hmm so linked to this role. Quan, that's your word? Hell yeah, that's my word. You know, some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the quan. What, what is... It means love, respect, community, and the dollars too, the entire package, the... Quan. Great word. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the actor I picked would get to that level that Cuba did, but I do think they picked him really well. Uh, I ended up picking an actor uh, by the name of Jesse Usher, who mm-hmm. was in The Boys and Independence Day Resurgence and yes. the recent Shaft movie. And I was hesitant at first to cast him because I just recently cast someone from The Boys. And I don't want you to think that I'm Twilight Zoning The Boys, being like, everyone Excuse in this, <laughs> you know, just you pulling. Don't, you don't want people, you don't want to be like me? <laughs> I, just, I will I will fight you through this computer. Through this I'm Zoom. not scared. You just gave me a thumbs down on Zoom. Um <laughs> little thumbs down icon. Yeah, I don't know. But he 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 to me sort of fits the kind of like mm-hmm. could be the flashy athlete who thinks he's like better than than he actually is or isn't like putting his heart into it. That's what I really liked about like Rod is that he thinks he should be like a top tier receiver. And he yeah. could be. He just chooses not to be because he complains about his contract. He complains about what's his. He doesn't go out in there and like play with his heart, all that kind of stuff. And then when he does, he really milks it for all it's worth. Like he really mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I just kept thinking like, if that happened, if what happened to him in that game happened on live TV and he's like paralyzed for like yeah. three whole minutes while we cut to commercial and then gets up and does the little like fucking top hat dance that was choreographed by Paula Abdul, like... <laughs> We would be furious. Oh, yeah. Furious at him. would be like, People look would at this showboating piece of shit. Um, that's who I picked. Jesse, Jesse Usher. Uh, check out The Boys. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good show. It's just season two, I think, is coming out soon. So, I think that's a really, that's a really smart choice um, because there is something. I, I am like trying to, 
trying to think what I most know him from. I think I saw Independence Day. And I liked, I mean, I, I agree. I think there's something about how you have to have someone who is, can, is a good football player, but is very flashy. And that's what gets in his way mm-hmm. is more the personality. I'm talking like I know anything about sports. <laughs> like I'm like, here's, here's what you need. The player um, has the ball <laughs> and he really wants it so badly. Cut to me Googling, how old are football players earlier today? <laughs> They're very young. They're, the shelf life for yes. a football player is very small. And I think that played a little bit into how I picked my actor, because I think there is something interesting about the fact that Rod is good, but he's also not in his prime necessarily. Right. And that's playing against him that like, he's trying to negotiate for the biggest contract he's ever gotten, but he's not, he's not playing to his fullest potential. And he's also not hot right now. Like he's just yep. not an exciting player. He's no, what's his name? He's no Cushman. Cush. Oh Yeah. <laughs> He's no, oh, we should have he's no Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> um, but so I think when I was casting, I wanted to pick someone who is like on the older spectrum of yeah. what a football player could be, but someone who I think would give that great, like, because what makes Rod great is that he has this like public persona that in private you found you find out is very intuitive um, as a friend. So I picked O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. Um, he crossed my mind. I think, I think he actually did play football in high school. Um, and he, just like his dad, he's just like, you, he's charismatic and you want to watch him and stuff, which is not mm-hmm. always like translatable generation to generation. Yeah. Um, no, I think he's really talented though. And it also weirdly like, what is he doing now? Also, I really like how he's going by O'Shea Jackson Jr. and not Ice Cubed. Or, or some stupid variation oh of his of his dad's rap like rap name. Oh, he was in Long Shot. That was oh, he wasn't Just Mercy. Holy fuck! I just watched Just Mercy like a couple weeks ago. That movie was tremendous. How did that movie not get nominated for anything? I need to see it. That's what everybody says. Um, Jamie Foxx should have been nominated for that. Who ironically also auditioned to play Rod Stidwell or Rod Tidwell. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and stole Katie Holmes from Tom Cruise. Ooh. Wait, what? Oh, he didn't yeah. steal her. She escaped, and then they yeah. started dating. She I forgot about that. Fully escaped Tom Cruise. Dang. Yeah, go see Just Mercy. He's incredible. He he has a very small role in that movie, but he's very good in it. But Jamie Foxx, like, whew, oh my god. Um. Okay. Do you want to move on to Bob Sugar? Yeah, let's do it. Um, played by Jay Moore. Um, I mean, this guy's really got to have that like shit-eating grin of like, I'm going to take your clients and smile at you and pretend like everything's okay at your bachelor party when really like I've been told to fire you. Like there, it's there's the sleaziness that just has to drip from this guy. There's something about Bob Sugar. First, who's like based on an actual agent. Apparently, he's, like, based on an actual guy who's known for, like, poaching people. Um, But there's something about Bob Sugar where you just kind of are, like, there's no way this man has a fulfilling life in any capacity. No way. Like, and There's no way people actually like him. (laughs) And that's what's so weird about recasting Jay Moore because I think Jay Moore is, like, he plays unlikable really well. He can Mm -hmm. kind of play, like, slick really well. 
Um, he started as a comedian. So there's like a lot of humor there, like in his like, like when he fires Jerry, he does it with a smile. JJ, what's up, kid? Yeah, boy, have you talked to McGuire? Yeah, homeboy had a meltdown or something. I just wanted to be the first to tell you that I was talking to Doritos about you and they're very interested in you. Hold on, talk to Rick, okay? Martinez, hombre, como esta? Carlo, right now you're paying 25% of your endorsements to SMI. I would cut my commission by 7%. I don't want to say it was drug-induced or whatever, but the fact is the guy just completely fucking freaked out. And I don't know if you want a guy like that representing you going into the drift. There, I said my piece. How, how's your mom? Um, I think it's your turn, though. Oh, great. Um, for my Bob Sugar, I think I definitely leaned less away from like the the comedian and more just to an actor who I think would would be undercutting in a really great way. I picked mm-hmm. Caleb Landry Jones. Ooh, that's good. Cause I just I love him. I he's love really him and everything he's in. I think he's incredible and does not get enough credit for how good he is. Um, I think he's great. Yeah, he was the brother in Get Out. He mm-hmm. was um, the billboard salesman in Three Billboards over Ebbing. Is it Ebbing, Missouri? Yeah, outside. Yes, outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, he was in the new Twin Peaks. He was Banshee in X Men First Class. Yeah, he has. Um, he's got that face where you're just like you don't trust this guy, but he's yeah. a very talented, talented actor. Yes. I feel like our actors were close in terms of that vibe, but I ended up picking Will Poulter. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I, uh, yeah, like you, I picked, I wanted more of the talent, like the acting talent, less of like mm-hmm. a comedian kind of role. Not that like Jay Moore is bad at acting, but you know, like I, I wanted, I wanted more comeuppance for Bob Sugar at the end, but then I was like, that's not really the point of the movie because like, the last time we see him is like he's trying to he's trying to take Rod away from Jerry because Jerry's like two minutes late f- for Monday Night Football or whatever. And then like Jerry yeah. arrives and he's there and he's like present. And Bob Sugar just kind of like slinks away. He's like, this is a good moment for you. <laughs> and that's all we kind of see. And I kind of I kind of wanted to see him like not like OD or any, or have like a car wreck and die, but like some kind of karmatic like he gets fired from the agency for like. I don't know. I don't know. Like he gets caught with one of his clients, like doing something like really, really yeah. bad. Um, yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm visualizing him in midsummer and I think that's, it's a great proto character thing of, of, yeah, he can play the guy you just kind of hate. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Uh, okay. Do you want to move on to Laurel Boyd, played by Bonnie Hunt? Ugh, love Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, a lot of great uh, motherly advice dealt with a spoonful of absolute humor. I love this trivia in, in the on IMDb where like Jerry, Jerry, Tom Cruise didn't realize <laughs> that Bonnie Hunt and him had been in a movie that they had been in Rain Man Uh-oh. together. Uh-oh. And he like thought she was joking when she was like, no, we've been in like a movie together. And he was like, Ugh. oh fuck you've never done that you've never been like oh yeah you d- you and i did work on this movie together oh yeah all the time i'm the like <laughs> we worked on this movie together no or tv show yeah. or commercial yeah that's that's really unfortunate especially is- bonnie hunt is so iconic yeah it's but, good to know that Kenna has never forgotten the little people. She always knows where she came from and who 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 helped her out. And I say that half joking, but I'm also like, don't forget me, Kenna. 
Oh, I don't. <laughs> I see you. I, I see you twice a month now. Here's the thing. I think we just need to have a mutual agreement that whoever whoever skyrockets, because I can't guarantee I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to to be like forgetting people. <laughs> so. I have that That's just life in LA. I have that with every friend of mine out here, like every true friend. It's like, okay, you if you go, then I'm coming too, you right? Right. Better, you better remember. You better remember that time. <laughs> um, um, whose turn? It's my turn. Okay. Not complicated. Um a couple uh actresses on my list, but Again, age keeping keeping Dorothy younger meant mm-hmm. trying to keep uh, Laurel kind of in the realm of them being actual like sisters. Um, okay, so years ago I picked this actress and then wanted this huge rant about how she should be in more things because she's great. And then I okay. proceeded in not casting her in anything until now. So without further ado, Leighton Meester, come on down. <laughs> You did wax poetic for a while about Leighton Meester, which I get. She's a talent. Her, listen, I'm pretty sure I said this too. She had some great pop tunes in the early 2000s that we all just (laughs) overlooked because we thought we were too good for her. We're not too good for Leighton Meester. But I feel like she's she's always been mm-hmm. like good. She's has experience as a comedic actress. I think she actually looks like Shailene Woodley and her could be related, which is always tricky, like casting mm-hmm. siblings. Casting sisters. I oh I always hate, and I say that now because I'm looking at Zach Efron and Shailene Woodley, and I remember this trivia that I guess when Nona Ryder was supposed to be Dorothy, mm-hmm. and then they did a camera test with with Tom Cruise and when uh, Winona Ryder, and they were like, "You guys look like your brother and sister. Like you, you gotta Winona's gotta go." That's why you do the camera test. Um, but I always find it weird and jarring when the siblings just don't look the same. Yeah, unless it's supposed to be like a like a mixed like mixed race family or like a like it's just like a different you know it's not the norm or quote unquote the norm. So I was yeah. like, she's great. And yeah. I fucking had this huge speech about her two years ago and then completely did the one thing I, I ranted against. So there you go. Here she is, Here back she from is. the dead. <laughs> um, I think that's a great choice. I think this is perfect. This is just, it's perfect for her. Thank let's, you. Let's bring her back. Let's do it. Um, for my Laurel, I picked Kirsten Dunst. Ooh. Elizabeth Town um, alum. Oh yeah, re not reuniting. This wouldn't be directed by Cameron Crowe, but the yeah, the original. Um, yeah, she she. I feel like I just couldn't get her out of my head when I thought about her as Laurel because I was like, yeah, I think she's at a point in her career where like the older mentor character, like she's she's rising into that, and that's kind of cool um, to see her like sink her teeth into something that's a little a little more a little less like manic pixie dream girl and a little more wizened uh divorced woman um oh yeah Uh, first of all i'm down with that pick it'd be interesting to see her to play more not a background character but like not the lead i think would be really (laughs) interesting 
Um, and I think she would do it because, like, you know, like she's a mom now. Like she, you know, she's got a kid. Her and Landry have a kid. Um, I always call. I'm always gonna call him Landry. I know everyone else calls him Meth Damon, but oh my uh, gosh, what's his name? What's his actual? I name? call Jesse him Plemons. Jesse Plemons. <laughs> no, no, no I did. I did. I let you, no. I call him Jesse Plemons because that's his name. Friday Night Lights. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, it's a great show. Um, no, but I think that's cool. I, funny you mentioned the Divorce Women's Club because. <laughs> uh, there's not much to say about Laurel. She's just very supportive. She's very, she's looking out for her sister. Uh, but it's really all about the divorce women's club. I, th- like <laughs> it, they were so such cliches of women in the like desperate women in the '90s that like it almost circled itself in parody and came yeah. back to like being funny again. It was just like like oh here come these old tropes like the women just you know whatever it was like. Uh, what does she say? She's like, I finally got in touch with my anger, which I guess that was Cameron Crowe's mom. But I was like, this is all like so tired, but like it's now back to being funny again. I think that's what this movie actually does really well on the whole is that there is a certain amount of uh, cheese to it where it's like, okay, it's a, it's a romance, sometimes leans more into romantic comedy. We've seen a lot of this stuff before. Some of these lines are so, like, dripping. And mm-hmm. then, in a way, it rolls back to the start where you're like, mm, but I like it. Like, <laughs> like, there's stuff that they say where I'm like, in any other movie, I'd be like, ugh, too much. But, like, I loved, I loved the line where she... Um, she comes out in her black dress to go out with Jerry and he's like, it's more than a dress. That's an Audrey Hepburn movie. That in any other movie would make me cringe, but I loved it in this. <laughs> and I think that's, that's true. Like there yeah. are so many moments where you're like, this should be like this, but then it circles back around to it's exactly what it needs to yeah. be. It reminds me a little bit of like when Harry met Sally, like by all accounts, all of this stuff shouldn't work, but it still mm-hmm. kind of does. And it's endearing that it, that it does and and we we let it be very 90s and we let it be very like kind of corny because jonathan lip nicky is so goddamn cute okay um (laughs) it's true all right that's it we did it we We got through our five and all that's left to do is show us the berry pepper guys where does berry pepper go I hope we picked the same thing, but there's a lot of like side characters that maybe it's true. It's not. Who did you pick? I made him Matt Cushman, Cush's dad. Me too. Nice. Who just like fucking eviscerates Jerry. Like that's the, that was so brutal. Mm -hmm. My word is Oak. Fuck your word, Matt Cushman. You fucking piece of shit. When he's on the phone with Bob Sugar, like pretend, ugh. Oh, and he's just Man. like, uh huh. <laughs> no comment. Oh, Incredible. Fuck. Incredible. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you have any other notes? Uh, I'm generally distressed about movies about agents. Like, there is something very distressing about it. Um, so I'm glad that we veer away from that very quickly because when it started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to handle this. Oh, you hadn't seen this movie? No, you had this seen is this my movie. first time. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I guess I just assumed that everyone 
got mailed a copy of Jerry Maguire <laughs> and we just all no. watched it. No, I've never seen oh. it. Well, that's good. But- I'm great. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, you. you're saying. No, I mean, it is, it's just very, I like the attitudes and personalities and the world of agentness just stresses me out. Oh, and so yeah. when it started, I was very much like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take it, but we get away from that very, very quickly. But it is like, it is such a high pressure world. Yeah. Ugh. And it's so like slimy and gross and it feels like you're peddling, like, I mean, by all means, I can't wait to have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> now that they're back, but, uh, can we please, please? At least, at least most of them. Hey, I Verve. See, ICM, UTA, are you listening? What's going on, Verve, baby? Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, they're, they're not fun. It's not a fun business. To, it's actually, there was a trivia where like Woody Harrelson was offered Jerry Maguire's role and he was like, no one wants to watch agents. Like, they're just, like, not sympathetic humans. Yeah. I was like, well, this one worked. Um, I got a couple sports notes. Uh-oh. Shout out to Drew Bledsoe, the man before the man. Kenna won't get this, okay. but sports fans will. He appears, like, right off the bat. It's, like, one of the first people he shakes hand with. Um, and I liked how in, like, 1996, undersized wide receivers were, like, these unwanted toys but are now, like, bully everywhere as like part of the sport like if you are a wide receiver that's like five nine you can be a top tier wide receiver no problem so um shout out to you know julian edelman and steve smith steve smith's probably taller than 511 steve smith shout out to sports sports five nine yes yeah, steve smith hall of famer um those are my only two uh, sports things um i loved it would you call this a sports movie no it's a rom-com with sports Sports around it elements which i think is smart because that means that guys will watch it which is just (laughs) like yeah they'll throw in some some lingo yeah and then by the end they're crying being like she had him at hello i i have a hard time with that one that whole the whole scene with like his delivery, I think, is incredible. And then the way she cuts in, there's there's something that one, yeah, it's a little overplayed. You had me at hello, come on, Renee. Well, not only did you not get it, but I, apparently Renee Zellweger didn't get it, and she was <laughs> like, I don't understand. What does this mean? And they had to be like, so he says hello in the beginning, and then he has this big speech. She's like, I honestly. Had no idea what they were. Especially about. because he really does have to make penance. Like he has to talk. And so her being like, you had me at hello is like, you didn't even need to say anything. And I would have taken you back. I would have been like, no, yeah, I need to know that like you've settled some stuff in your life. Thank you for explaining that. You had me at, I'm a better person. <laughs> you know? Do you think it would have been better if we just like, if they just rolled into the secret garden, uh, you know, sound, what's the secret? What's the song? Secret. Isn't it the what secret? The song that's in the fucking movie. I, I I'm unfamiliar. Playing with the now. Song. Yeah, Bruce. It would be better. Bruce Spring starts playing, and he's just like she lift you, and they just look at each other, and you're just letting the boss carry you away, and then he says nothing. He never apologizes, <laughs> but she has wanted him. 
so long. No, that just proves, no, we don't want her to be the person you think she is in this movie. Where she just has to look at Tom Cruise. Really set it up like that. Ugh, no. Anyways, that's what's playing right now. Okay. Uh, Anything else? Would you remake this movie? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of love it the way it is. I voted a big, fat no. For I mean, sh- I mean, sure, it could be half an hour shorter, <laughs> but as it is, I mean, it's really great. Would you watch Tom Cruise and Jonathan Lipnicki just like having a movie where they're just grown up and Renee Zellweger's character is just like maybe she passed away and it's just like them trying to reconnect that that the love the, the innocence that they had that. Like on the couch, just talking about the zoo, and that you had me at hello is Jonathan Lipnicki being like, the human head weighs eight pounds, <laughs> and Jerry's like, you, <laughs> the zoo's closed, buddy. The zoo's closed. Oh God! All right, Bruce, take it away, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this episode on the boot. If you like this episode, please check out our past episodes. Please stick with us next week. We got a wonderful, wonderful movie for you. Uh, Kenna, where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and a review. That's the best way to help us out. You can also subscribe if you feel, uh, if you're feeling a little frisky, you know? Um, you can also find us now on Kofi, where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on social media everywhere at Rebooted Pod. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Give give us your best. Show me the money. I'm not kidding, Brian. Do it. <laughs> me? Yeah. In these desperate times of 2020. All I can muster is show show me the money. Please. 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 Show me the money. But I do love black people. Okay. (laughs) All right. And that's it. I love black people. We'll always stay a million miles away. What's happening? Are you Hootie? No, I am not Hootie.